the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Hashtag 2020. It's become a bit of a trope for the past year. Something bad happens? Pin it on 2020. The year that always makes us wonder what will happen next. 2020 has certainly kept us on our toes, hasn't it? Maybe 2020 has been preparing us for Advent this year, now only two weeks away. Keep alert, stay awake, be prepared. Advent's themes of endings and judgment and preparation seep out into these Sundays following All Saints as well. In our world, it feels like we're standing on the verge of what feels like endings, when everything around us seems to be falling apart, living in the political uncertainty following a divisive election, 
facing an ever more serious global climate crisis and experiencing a resurgence of COVID-19 cases loom large in our daily lives. We're also on the verge of an ending in Matthew's gospel, the end of Jesus' public ministry and teachings on the cusp of his betrayal, arrest, and death in the chapters to come. Jesus stood on the verge of endings, and I suspect he knew it. I suspect he knew it going into these final parables. When I was in seminary, one of my professors always urged us to ask the question in our research, who is being left out? We've had a string of parables lately that beg just that question. A wedding guest is violently booted from the party for wearing the wrong clothes. Half a group of bridesmaids has the door slammed in their face when they're just too late in coming back from getting more oil. And then today, the slave who probably does more to safeguard his master's money is harshly reprimanded and punished for seemingly no good reason. These parables are puzzling and problematic, to say the least. I think the root of the problem is that we're so accustomed to placing God in the position of authority in these parables, the king, the bridegroom, the master. And so we're shocked when God behaves in a way that seems so un-God-like. Why would God throw someone out or slam the door in someone's face? Don't we believe in a God who welcomes all and a God who expects the same of us? Isn't that why we're a reconciling in Christ's congregation? If God is love and calls us to love one another, then those characters that we assume are God in these parables don't seem very much like God at all. But what if this parable shows us what the kingdom of heaven is not like? After all, parables exist to reveal some sort of spiritual truth for their hearers. What if they can also expose a falsehood about what we've come to expect the kingdom of God is like? Well, that changes where we place God in the story, doesn't it? The third slave had every reason to be afraid. He knew the economic system that he was trapped in. The wealthy elite, like his master, built their wealth at the expense of the working poor. They would loan them money at exorbitant interest rates that they could never possibly pay back. And when those in their debt inevitably defaulted and couldn't make their payments, their masters would swoop in and take their land and everything else they owned, making themselves all the more richer. The slaves in this story are more likely the master's middlemen entrusted to oversee the land and the workers, collect on their master's debt, and turn a profit. In fact, it was even expected that these middlemen would cheat the system and exploit those in debt, turn a bigger profit 
earn a little extra for themselves and make their master even richer. Which is exactly what the first two slaves did, and they're rewarded for it. One talent was an incredible amount of wealth, as much as 20 years' wages for the common laborer. The first two slaves amassed a combined 14 talents, or 280 years' worth of wages. But the third slave opts out. He knew full well the consequences of his actions. Profit was the bottom line. Anything less was failure. But burying the talent was an act of resistance. The third slave refused to participate any longer in a system that exploited the poor, and it cost him. Now, sure, it's not the traditional interpretation of this parable, but I think it's the one we need this year. Hashtag 2020. The year of the pandemic. The year of racial injustice upon racial injustice. The election year. The third slave risked his standing for the sake of standing up for what was just. And that's exactly where Jesus stands. I don't think it's a coincidence that Matthew puts this parable and the ones that come just before it right up against Jesus' passion account. The work of the gospel in proclaiming good news for the poor and the oppressed is risky business. It got the third slave thrown out into the outer darkness. It got Jesus killed on a cross in the outer darkness beyond the security of the city walls. Matthew shows us where Jesus is. In the outer darkness, in the midst of suffering, in solidarity with all who are thrown out and discarded for standing up for uh, for daring to stand up to injustice, for daring to proclaim another way, for daring to love. I also don't think it's a coincidence that Matthew's gospel ends in the same place it begins. The yet-to-be-born Messiah, who is to be named Emmanuel, God with us is the resurrected Christ who appears to his disciples and promises to be with them always, even to the end of the age. The God who is with us shows up again and again in the places we least expect, but in the places we most need it. In the outer darkness, in the despair at the foot of the cross, in the weeping in the garden outside the tomb. So keep alert. Stay awake. Be prepared. Not necessarily for what hashtag 2020 will throw at us next. Keep alert to the power of God's Spirit within you. Stay awake to resist injustice and to speak out against oppression. 
be prepared for the advent of God's reign. And remember, even if the work wears you down, even if it's exhausting, even if it gets you thrown out and cast aside, Jesus has been there already, and Jesus is with us still. Thanks be to God.